San Diego rents are falling for the first time since the Great Recession. The average rent throughout the region was about $1,850 between April and June. That's less than a percentage point decrease over the previous quarter, but the downward trend is notable. Rents in San Diego have been on a seemingly unstoppable upward climb in recent years. Now COVID-19 has, at least for now, changed that. Joining us to discuss is Philip Molnar, real estate reporter for the San Diego Union-Tribune. I'm Joshua Emerson-Smith, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Phil, great to have you. Dude, thank you so much for having me today. Um, yeah, this story is kind of crazy because even though rents are only down 0.3% in San Diego County in the second quarter, that's essentially like $10. But it's a big deal for San Diego because we have seen rates climb every quarter, every month. It just seems unstoppable. Yeah. And the last time we actually saw rents decrease was the second quarter of 2010. So this is like shocking, like no matter what, a lot of times throughout my almost five years here at the paper, we report a lot on forecasts for rent. Hey, what's coming up next? You know, always picking people's brains. And I've never seen a forecast that showed rents decreasing in any way. Just maybe sometimes we used to even write stories like, oh, the pace of rent increases is expected to slow down, but you know, never... <laughs> never actually slow down. So that's why, even though some of the comments on my article were like, oh, wow, so what? 10 bucks, you know, big deal. But it is a big deal when you look at it in that context because San Diego, like, rarely, even during the Great Recession, barely had a rent decrease. So it's kind of a big deal. I could see a lot of people saying, this seems like good news, you know? Who's it oh, yeah. for? For sure, for sure. But the, you know, the problem is right now, luxury apartments are the ones that have gone down in price here in San Diego County. So all those new buildings that you saw coming, there's a variety of factors. Why? I'll get into it in a second. Okay. But a lot of the people like the lower income people right now that are in um, like dingy apartments in Chula Vista and National City, those places are actually seeing rents increase even during this pandemic wow. ever so slightly it's slowed down a bit so that's good okay but you know the problem is these luxury buildings mostly apply to appeal or they're basically targeting white collar workers that actually have the ability to work from home right so one of the reasons why luxury buildings are doing so poorly of course a big context here is we have around uh 11 to 14% unemployment in San Diego County, that's going to play a factor, obviously. But when we start to kind of look down, one of the biggest reasons for these luxury buildings is they're all built around these amenities. I've been writing about them for years. You got pools, gyms, crazy gyms. There's one downtown that has a speakeasy in it. Right. Uh, Park 12 even has an arcade. And all of this stuff has been shut down because of COVID-19 very responsibly of those apartment owners because you don't want to have community spread at the pool or gym of COVID-19. Yeah. Um, so what? why sign a lease at this new high-end place downtown when, for one, you probably can't even go into your office, and two, you can't use those amenities that are the main reason why the rents are so high, or one of the reasons. Right. And so where, where are people going instead from your perspective? Like if they're not signing these leases downtown, are they just basically staying put? Is that the idea? 
Yeah, so what we're seeing right now is surprisingly people are staying put. We've seen the vacancy rate here in San Diego go from about 4.7% last year to 5.2%. A 5.2% vacancy is still crazy low. Yeah. That's almost like someone I mean, if you get down to like 3 or 4% vacancy, you could almost see that as someone leaves the apartment, walks out, a couple of days later someone else walks in. I mean, it's right. it's still crazy low. So a big part of it is during a crisis, even more so probably during the pandemic, is a lot of renters want to stay where they're at. They don't know what's going to happen. So they're kind of just staying where they're at. But where the rub is and where we're seeing the difference is a lack of new leases being signed, mm-hmm. especially at those luxury luxury buildings. So it gets kind of complicated when you break it all down. But, you know, the, the cool thing for a lot of renters out there, not cool for landlords, is still CoStar, which is what I used, a real estate tracker, mainly for this story. They are predicting rents will decrease by 3.6% by the end of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and on an annual basis. Before, I should tell you, they're, they're, they've adjusted their forecast so many times. It's gone from like kind of moderate to where it's at now. A couple of months ago, they were predicting a 10% drop in rents. Okay. So it's just like it's 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 going in that 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 general trend right now, downward. And so why hasn't it impacted the lower income renters? So a lot of the reason is according to people I talk to, landlord groups, landlords themselves, is even though we have a lot of undocumented workers here that aren't getting anything. By and large, they think that $600 a month in extra jobless, uh, $600 extra a week in unemployment insurance was so powerful to build up that market. And I don't want to incite a riot myself, but I just got to say that the truth is, despite all we heard about rent strikes and people saying they were going to do a rent strike, at the end of the day, most... Most landlords say it just didn't happen. Right. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, like people are still paying their rent. Or they were like able to work out some kind of deal with their tenants where they say, okay, give me 80%, right? I I heard that there was a significant amount of that. There was a lot of that going on. And that's probably to uh, the landlord's credit because I do hear a lot of horror stories. Oh, my landlord wouldn't do anything for me. Those are the people I hear from, but for the, I, I would say for the majority from what I've heard and gathered is the majority of landlords did work out some sort of plan with their renters, which uh, is good because then they're not on the street with COVID-19 still in the air. And um, they also get to stay in their place. So that's, that, that's a good sign. Now, aren't uh, eviction protections set to expire in September? Is that right? Well, okay. So they're so- talking about it, right? They're debating that. And I'm wondering if that's going to impact this at all. So here's the crazy thing. So most of the eviction protections in San Diego County have already expired. Okay. So if you're, if you happen, I, it changes like on a daily basis almost, but so actually one really good thing, the Southern California uh, rental housing association, they actually have a website. I've linked to it in some of my past stories. If you reach it, but you can go to it and see a city by city. They're pretty good about updating it. And of course, here in the Union Tribune, we try to write a story every time there's a change. But for the city of San Diego, where the majority of the workers are 
and where a huge section of the population is. Eviction, evictions moratorium. You can't kick someone out for not paying their rent until September. Right. But according to the recent thing passed by the city council, which could still be vetoed by the mayor, by the way. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the, the most recent thing paid by the passed by the San Diego city council allows renters not to actually pay back what they're owed until the end of December. Right. So there's still a chance you maybe get kicked out, but, um, you that know, it's the blow a little bit of the moratorium lifting. It does too. And there's been some stuff coming out of the San, um, the, actually the California court system saying that they're not even going to process evictions as, uh, we're still in a state of an emergency here in California. Yeah, I think they just changed that though this week. I think okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Initial council like voted to end the protections on evictions. So now it's like up to the legislature. They're debating the package, the relief packages, right? Yeah. So one of the really big ones is this crazy one that's like um, not crazy as a bad, but I just never heard of anything like it. I should just clarify that. The Chew or the Atkins. The, the Atkins one where it would be yeah. like, you have 10 years to pay back your rent. So you complicated. That is, <laughs> every time I sit down to try and boil that down into one paragraph, it ends up in like three. So um, we'll have to wait and see in the coming weeks if that's something that passes or, you know, we'll see. So is it true that we could see um, lower income units, the rents go down in coming months? Right. So right now what we're seeing is the luxury unit rentals, those prices are ever so slightly going down. Right. Okay. But depending on what happens with unemployment insurance, that situation could flip from Uh, what I was saying before, because those white collar workers in those luxury units, they have more of a chance of being able to pay that rent. Right. So so right now the, the extra $600 a week has ended. The president says that he wants to do it at $300 a week. But they're still deadlocked in Congress last time I checked. So, yeah, they're on vacation. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see what happens. If nothing happens there, there's a really good chance that those low income units in the real estate world, we'd call them like class C or class yeah, D rentals. Right. So, I mean, you know, basically the type of apartment that I've lived in my entire time in San Diego. Uh, so, basically, those ones right there, those would actually. The belief is if if all those people are unemployed and they can't pay their rent and they're not getting that extra unemployment insurance, well, I mean, just naturally speaking, what are you going to do? I mean, I I, I would assume a, a lot of really smart analysts, it's not me talking, are saying they expect those rents to go down. So we'll have to wait and see. I think it's a good point you know, to say that this is not necessarily a good thing, right? This would be the result of like major economic havoc, right? If the rents went down, it would be largely because people can't pay them, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the biggest things. I mean, it's difficult when we talk about anything in real estate because there's no good or bad news. Something that could be good for a renter, but bad for a landlord. Mm. And that's part of, you know, what a lot of my reporting is, is looking at both those sides. Uh, but having said that, you make up a good point because if the economy continues to do so bad, it's going to be a pain felt by everybody, those people that are supposed to be paying their rent, but also those landlords that, you know, there's a lot of small landlords that maybe invested in like one property and they, they've they got a mortgage and they're like, you know, so there's going to be a lot of pain all around and it's it's not going to be good. 
One thing that's been interesting to me about the whole situation with housing right now is that I think a lot of people thought, oh, this is a good time to get into the housing market. But it, it seems like there just like hasn't been a lot of houses on the market. People haven't been putting up their homes for sale. Does that impact the situation at all? Oh, yeah, big time, because we can kind of see and it's it's kind of like a bad there was a quote I got from somebody that was like, it's like, that's a cruel thing to say, but it's a cruel truth. And the basic gist is the low income workers in San Diego County could not afford a home before COVID-19. Right. So what we see going on is even though there's all these people unemployed, it's mainly those low income, low skilled, in some cases, not low skilled, but let's just say there's a lot of people that weren't making a lot of money that lost their job. This affects poor people, working class people way more than it does. By and large, by and large, there's so many exceptions. But so what the deal is right now is we haven't seen this affect the housing market as much. And one of the reasons that's happening is the people that are buying homes are people that did not lose their jobs. And they already were sort of on a higher income bracket before this whole thing started. Right. So that's an issue. What's going on right now in the housing market in San Diego County, it's the same thing that's happening nationwide, I should say, but it seems to be getting worse in San Diego. And I, I will actually have an update on this next week. Okay. But you can't get people to put their homes on the market, even if they wanted to sell before this. There's a lot of really good reasons for that. Worried about dragging COVID-19 into their home. Right. A lot of them, I would say almost incorrectly, assume that they're not going to get a good price for their home. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we have a very low, the lowest supply of homes for sale that I've seen in my time being a reporter here. And because of that, the few people that really, really, really want to buy a home, it's pushing up those prices. Yeah. And we actually saw last month, I wrote a story that San Diego had hit its all-time record high of home prices it's wild. It, during the middle of a pandemic. So, Because the people that are in their homes right now are by and large affluent, wealthy folks who probably are working from home, right? They can afford to try to wait this out. Yeah, in some cases, you know, um, there are, uh, thankfully, our home ownership rate in San Diego County is at about 50%. There's a lot of people. Yeah, so there's a lot of people in San Diego County that are not millionaires, you know, Mm -hmm. as someone that moved here as a, as a poor person, (laughs) you know, it's funny to think that, uh, that sometimes when I see a homeowner, I'm like, geez, what do they do? But there are, (laughs) there are working class people that have through a lot of hard work, we're got homes here. And so they, for whatever reason, they might've had an idea to sell, maybe move up, sell a condo and move into a house. And those, those people, especially are the ones that are just not doing anything right now. So we'll see. I'm so, I'm so curious. I'm fascinated. It's that what's going to happen the moment we have a vaccine or something changes because We'll either see a flood of houses or maybe just back to the same low level we've always seen. I don't know. But right. in the short term, in the short term, I think what we'll be seeing is a change in rents. And we could probably I could probably write a story every month. What's the latest update? I'll try to maybe do like every two months. We'll wait and see what my uh, editors think. But every time I do a rent story, that's that's where we're seeing the change. The, the, you can kind of forget about the housing market for right yeah, it's now. Frozen, right. It's just like nobody's putting homes on the market and things are getting weird. Right. But 
for rents, for rents though, that's where I think we're going to start to see a lot of movement and actually start seeing some real world things happening instead of just everything kind of on pause. Cool. Thank you, Phil. This has been absolutely informative. I really appreciate the time. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.